you're listening to Big Daddy Hour with your host, Big Daddy herself. Um, Guys, this is going to be a little special episode. Special because I usually make an episode around every four years. And that's okay and that's valid. But this episode is going to be about the culture shock that is Scandal, the Vanderpump Rules finale, um, where it was filmed right after the stars of Vanderpump Rules found out that Tom Sandoval, who has been in a relationship with Ariana for, well, nine years, nine, ten years, it was found out that he was having an affair with her bestie, Raquel slash Rachel. And when I tell you that my heart stopped multiple times throughout this episode and I usually don't I usually don't like to make content with I usually don't like to make content in general because I never fucking do it I usually don't like to make content um that's about things like a specific tv show or something like that because the major I mean the people that listen to the stuff I do like when I used to do youtube and stuff and when I used to do my podcast is people that I know obviously is that would listen that would listen to it and I don't know I'm trying to think right now. I don't really know anyone that li- that watches Vanderpump Rules, especially to the extent that I have, because I had never watched it before. Mostly because I just fucking knew I was going to be annoyed by this. I just called it immediately. I knew it was going to have annoying men in it that were going to get away with everything. The women were also going to be annoying to much much less of an extent than the men maybe just slightly annoying and I would love them and they were going to get the blame for everything and I watched it because the scandal happened and that's exactly what it was but it was I mean it's legitimately one of the greatest tv shows I've ever seen in my life I mean it's incredible these people were built for reality tv the things they do to each other the horrific things they do and say again mostly the men like the men on this show are so fucked up like and just but just they legitimately just get away with every single thing until now until now ladies maybe we're seeing a renaissance i don't know i don't know but i'm very excited anyway i just knew i had to film something record something to do with this finale because it was a so i mean this episode of television will go down in history i swear to god this should win an emmy and i'm not saying that to be you know, like, I'm I'm not being dramatic. I'm not saying that to be silly or ironic. This show should win an award for that episode because this was so incredible. It was so real. You really just felt the atmosphere in every scene. But anyway, I'm going to go through it all. I'm going to go through the whole episode. I've got my notes. Ooh, did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, so I've got my notes. I'm so, I'm like giddy right now. And I, I, I re-watched it obviously to then write notes because the first time I watched it, I just wanted to watch the finale. And because I re, or sorry, not re-watched, I started watching the whole series from series one because I was hearing glimmers because obviously I'm a girl, you know I'm on Reddit. You know I'm on r slash Bravo Real Housewives. And I was getting, obviously, little bits of information about what... And I didn't know who any of these people were, but I was like, oh, I just, I want to be a part of this. I'm, like, at the fence, like, let me in, let me in. I'm like, er, like Eric Andre, trying to get let into the goddamn Democratic National Convention. So I was like, I have to watch this, but I have to watch it from the start because I need to know the dynamics of these people. And I'm so glad I did because, God, that was a journey that I needed to go on, I think. I really needed to go on. But anyway, let's get started now. 
it starts off showing the Watch What Happens Live uh, episode with Sheena and Raquel. Now, instantly my first note, Raquel's nose scrunch smile is triggering to me, fills me with rage. And I was right to say that because, number one, I never got that kind of sweet, like, innocent vibe from her. Like, that was what, that's kind of what her brand was. I want to say brand, like, she was almost kind of marketed like that. When really, I think she's probably just a very agreeable, quiet person which a lot of people interpret as sweet because as we all know for women to be considered sweet they shouldn't say much and if they do it should just be like oh wow okay to whatever a man has done that's i mean it's just always gave me bizarre vibes i just every like when she was with james and she was getting told that he was cheating on her left and right which he absolutely was and her problem was she didn't want to get told about it anymore. Like, that's what she would say to James. She basically implied, can you stop doing this because I want the woman to stop telling me about it. Not that she, like, was sad for the relationship. Because I honestly, at this point, think she just got into that relationship to get a spot on the show. And just put up with all the crap of James Kennedy to get into the show. And that's why she ended up finishing the engagement because it wasn't I mean she didn't actually want to marry this man she was just with him to be a character but anyway yes she does this little smile and she's like, mm, like scrunches her nose and I feel awful because there's gonna be women out there that do that but oh my god there's something so viscerally anger inducing about her smile because I'm just like you ain't got nothing going on up there like when Lala said to her in that one scene you know finish a thought you can do it come on like that is so me watching her the whole time like oh my god just put a thought together in your head and it's terrible because I think I I found out that she has ADHD or something or she got diagnosed with ADHD late and I actually totally relate to that concept of not being able to string a thought together in your head but it it's annoying to watch it on a reality show when everything's edited down because she does come across dns as james kennedy would say dumb and stupid but you know what i do as well sometimes because i'm, I'm in the process of getting diagnosed with adhd they've pretty much said i have it but that is just so i mean it's the reason why i've literally got like two pages full of notes right now because i start i started recording this podcast um without any notes right after I finished watching the finale I don't know why I thought that was a good idea but it was a goddamn mess I maybe did 15 minutes of it and I was like yeah no one can ever hear this ever in their lives or my reputation simply will not recover so I totally get it but again it's fucking frustrating tv to watch someone be like like the whole time when someone it's like she goes through she starts a conversation with someone and she's got the script in her head because she knows she's not going to be able to come up with stuff on the fly. But then the conversation obviously doesn't go the way of the script. Because human beings aren't NPCs where you just say X, Y, Z and then they give you the options for you to reply to it. That's not how life works. And Lala, especially now that she's sober, is so quick on the money with it. So quick as well with identifying behaviours and patterns. I noticed as well, I think she's a lot better at that now that she's sober she's obviously so clear-minded it's really amazing to watch i like lala what is everyone hates lala and i get that she was with that horrible man 
that was with his wife but i mean she it really does seem like she was manipulated by this man and the ex-wife herself says that she believes lala was a victim of him so i'm like what of course of course it's always the woman's fault that the that the married man with children had an affair of course it's her fault the woman that didn't or was told that they weren't together and that oh girl girl anyway and what I, what I also wanted to point out at the beginning of this is that Ariana looks so incredible throughout this entire thing. No makeup, makeup on, like that whole thing of, oh, well, men get better with age and women just get decrepit and old and I'm a fucking freak who watches too much porn and I that's, and women should be 18 forever. Go fuck yourself. That is just literally the most patently unfalse, I was going to say unfalse, most patently untrue thing I've ever heard in my life. Women absolutely get better with age. If anything, men are the ones that start getting disgusting because they just stop taking care of themselves. Because they've managed to lasso this woman into taking care of him. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm losing my mind. But, let be, but, but no, okay? No. Women get better with age. Men are stinky and that's just the fact of life. One of my first notes I've put here, he says, when he's talking about how he got caught, and he got caught because his phone dropped, someone gave it to Ariana, and there was a screen recording of a FaceTime call between him and Raquel, and she was, like, diddling herself or something. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's what I read. He says, I would normally delete something like that. Oh, so this isn't the first time you've screen recorded your mistress diddling herself, but it's okay because you would normally delete that. I didn't want her to see, I'd normally delete something like that. Oh, well, Tom, you've had a hard day. It's okay that you didn't, didn't delete it, buddy. That's okay. I get you, all right? You were out paying your band to play shitty cover songs and look like an absolute midlife crisis gone horribly, horribly wrong all the time. God, they're shit on your mind. Now, the initial scene where Ariana and Tom talk, this is maybe... The, I mean, not maybe. This is the most eloquent anyone has ever been on this show, ever. And it's right after she's just found out that her life partner, her common-law husband, basically, has been having an affair with the Bambi-eyed bitch for seven months. Which I still, I, I honestly think it went on longer than that. At least emotionally, it went on longer than that. She reads his ass so effortlessly... If that was me, I know, or other people, I, and I would never put it against them, they'd, they'd be tripping over their words, they'd be so angry, they wouldn't be able to express it. God, she expressed herself so gorgeously, so gorgeously throughout this whole thing. She's so clearly so intelligent. Everything he was saying, bam, she just hit it back at him. And when he first comes out, this shit pisses me the fuck off, when he comes out and loudly sighs twice. So first he comes out, into the living room or into the kitchen or whatever he sighs. <sighs> and, then he's got, and then he kind of oh, starts opening drawers. <sighs> we get it, Tom. You're in the room. That pisses me off when people do that. And I don't know why, but that really... Why do you have to be loud? Why do you have to be loud? Like when someone enters a room and they're like, hello. Like, we get it. You entered. We saw you. Anyway, that's just a me thing. But I was like triggered by that because I hate when... <sighs> it's like just say just say if you want attention right now just say if you want to have people look at you that pisses me off and then he goes uh do you want anything and she's like for you to die which by the way incredible incredible read of that incredible 
um, timing on that. And he goes, oh, well, that's inevitable. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up with that. What kind of response is that? Well, that's inevitable. Oh, really? Is it? Oh, we're all going to die someday, bro? Did you just have an acid trip and you just figured that out, you dumb bitch? Like, what a fucking condescending way to respond to that. Like, she just cleared your ass and that's all you can say. That pissed me off. She was honestly, I swear I put, she was doing community service. She was. Being with him for that long, this girl was the most loyal girlfriend. I mean, he... I mean, rarely stood up for her in the way that... I mean, to be fair, she barely did anything that he had to stand up for her with. Although when she did, he never would. She would stand up for him when he was just blatantly wrong, when he was screaming at Stassi at her book signing, sending her that crazy text message when she'd gone to Schwartz and Lisa already to do the book signing. Ariana had his fucking back with that. And she really... uh, Not that she shouldn't have, because it's her boyfriend, obviously, but, like, you know what I mean? It's that kind of... It's not blind loyalty, but god damn it, she was doing community service. And then she says, she's reading Raquel at this point, she goes, that girl is searching for her identity, 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 and men. T. T. There ain't nothing, that woman is a hollow shell, and I'm sorry to say that, but there ain't nothing going on up there. Like, you look at her eyes and it's like, beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Like, what is happening there? What's happening? She doesn't have any identity. That's so true. And then he has the audacity to shout back at her when she's shouting at him for bringing up Raquel and talking about this great friendship they had, which I already know the friendship was just him being like, oh, well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with my band and then we're going to do... And, then, and her just being like, wow, that's so amazing. Like, I just know that's all it was. Was him? Was her just being like, "Oh, cool, Tom!" Like, and him just what like wanting a woman to just think he's the most amazing person on earth? God, he's so embarrassing. And then when he says, "I thought we'd be together," I thought we'd be together forever, dude. Like, literally recycling his lines with Kristen. He said that to Kristen when they had broken up, and he was with Ariana about two seconds after they split. And then they had that weird, like, emotional talk where he was, like, hysterically crying and said that he thought he'd be, they'd be together forever as well. Okay, well, oh my god. Like, I thought we'd be together forever. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't have fucked her best friend then, you fucking idiot. Also, his I've put his race, resting sad face as grotesque. Because it really is. There's something so insidiously evil. And just, oh, like... My female intuition goes off when I see that resting sad face he's doing. Like, there's something not right there either. Then we cut to him, Tom Sandoval, or Tom Zandoval, as Ken would say, which I love. Tom Zandoval going to Schwartz's flat, his sad little flat. By the way, instantly apologises to Schwartz. And it, it was like pulling teeth for him to apologise to Aaron. It's like, I'm sorry, dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. You can tell shorts, and I do not like shorts. Never like shorts. I'd like to put a disclaimer out. When I was, and of course it could have been sullied by what I'd heard um, about the affair, but when I first started watching Vanderpump Rules, I'm like, why are all of these men serial killers? <laughs> like, and no one's saying anything about it. Like, these men, they're so... Two, the two Toms and Jacks. Like, Jax was so outwardly evil that people who don't, for some... I don't know if it's... Oh, God. 
people just tend to let men get away with absolutely anything. Like, there's that whole kind of adage of, men, literally, men can be serial killers and be forgiven eventually, and women are, like, slightly annoying, and we're like, let's throw her in a lake. But that is just so what sums up Vanderpump Rules is why were any of the fans, and I'm not trying to say this to be like, you guys are dumb, but I guess I am. Why did any fans think that the two Toms were good and they were so clearly horribly misogynistic and narcissistic? And I'm like, the first few episodes, Schwartz is dumping a drink on Stassi and calling her a bitch. Everyone's like, oh, he's such a little cute puppy dog. I just love, like, I'm sorry, you, you guys are dumb for that. <laughs> like, I was going to be more forgiving there, but are we watching the same show? Like, what is wrong with you? And then he dumps a drink on Katie, which sent a shiver down my spine. The thought of my boyfriend doing that to me, when I'm obviously having like a little drunk argy-bargy. I've never used that phrase in my life. Argy-bargy? I can't even say it right. And the thought of my boyfriend dumping a drink on me while we're having like a drunken argument sends a chill down my spine. I cannot believe that anyone ever liked them. And then it sh- and then when it got into like Lisa starting up Tom Tom with them, I'm like, girl, you're fucking crazy for that. Like she would not be doing shit with any of the girls, but the two dumbass guys who show up to meetings stinking of booze, still hungover, touching shit they, sh- they shouldn't be. She's like, that's the one for me, baby. Anyway, whatever. He shows up to Schwartz's, he's fucking crying into his arms while Schwartz is clearly like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm furious, right? You can see it, he's like, okay, well, my life is ruined because they have Schwartz and Sandys together and he's his best friend and obviously his reputation's getting kind of put in the mud because of this too. And then, of course, we hear Schwartz say, you know, you had a game plan and it didn't all play out or something, or you didn't play it out or something. Obviously, I mean, we knew that already. We knew that the game plan was to make Ariana look bad. They don't have sex, so I just I just had to fuck her best friend continuously over seven months. But guys, she didn't have sex with him. Okay, he had to do it. It's like his right is like a dude, okay? And he's... Schwartz is so, so clearly only concerned that people are not going to be buying his sad puppy dog I'm just a little goofy guy act anymore when he clearly was complicit with this affair as well I mean I for I 100% think Tom would uh, Sandoval and Raquel would go to Schwartz's apartment to bang they would go on double dates wasn't it like so it's like pictures have been shown of them on double dates with um, Schwartz's flatmate Joe that he apparently isn't sleeping with guys if you didn't know that Sure. Sure. And what I found really weird as well is that he's like rehashing how the affair started to Schwartz. But doesn't Schwartz already know how it started considering he knew that this had happened and he said he knew about the one night stand? So is he rehashing this for Schwartz because he's got a bad memory or is he rehashing it because he's making sure they have their story straight of how it supposedly started you know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting that. Because Shorts admitted he knew about the, the the one night stand when it happened after Guy's Night. So why is Zandeville, like, rehashing this for him as if he doesn't know? He does know. He's just making sure they've got their story straight together of when it started and when Schwartz knew. That's all it was. And what I hate about the whole concept of, oh, well, they weren't having sex, so clearly he had to go fuck her best friend... We see her, and I th- 
it was this season, wasn't it, where she says, we need to have emotional, 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 that's more fun, we should say it that way. We need to have emotional intimacy for us to have sexual intimacy. So true, she's not some like bang maid that you just go back to after you finish cosplaying as a bad Mick Jagger and just fuck her when you guys have have barely been hanging out having quality time. She's so right for that. No, she can't have sex with someone she's not currently having an emotional connection with if he's out gallivanting at his shitty acid trip fueled cocktail bar and on stage in his little Harry Styles outfits at 40 years old. Like, no, she's not gonna, she's not gonna be like, okay, but uh, come here, daddy, let's do it. Like, after he comes home, probably reeking of booze and cigarettes, absolutely not. Literally any amount of, well, you have to kind of put effort in to get sex. Or not, and also not to get sex, because I hate that concept. Like, women enjoy having sex. I know that's crazy to hear, but it's actually fun. Um, but it's if someone needs, and a lot a lot of people need that emotional connection to have sex with someone, it's so common. It's not just women that need that. It's like, yeah, you're not just going to bang at all times if you're not putting in any effort to get that, to make your life partner comfortable. Who And also, your life partner who's expressed before that she has insecurities around sex because of her emotionally abusive ex. Like, God, you're such a piece of fucking shit. And then when he's like, oh, God, like, why is this man? Oh, I'm losing my mind. He says something like, and I should have, I should have wrote it down clearly, but he says something like, oh, well, you know, all she needed to do was, when I said I was going to yours, all she needed to do was follow me and see that I was lying. What? Even Schwartz was like, okay, I mean, we don't want to put the blame on her for that. Even he was like, right, come on, man. That's like too... And when Schwartz is defending a woman, you know you just said something fucked up. What was that? What even... How did he even remotely think that was going to go down perfectly? Now, following on from that, we have the scene with Ariana and her friends all kind of huddled together. It's very... It's very kind of beautiful in a way, seeing them all support her like that. And Sheena comes in. I just have to say right off the bat, this is the most I've ever liked Sheena, is this episode. There's nothing that pisses me off more than a boy's girl. But I, Well, I mean, boys. They piss me off more. Stinky, stinky boys. But, that, like, when a woman says that, like, oh, I'm just a boy's girl, I just prefer hanging out with guys. Okay, well then... Okay, well, I'm a woman, so I guess you hate me, so I'm not going to like you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's not... Like, am I crazy for instantly disliking a girl for that? Bitch, you're not giving me a chance. Why am I giving you a chance? I... Oh, there's nothing that pisses me off more than a pick-me-ass bitch. I'm not into that whatsoever. So I would struggle with Sheena a lot throughout it. There would be points I'd... You know, I would like her, and I would think she's funny or silly, and she's great for reality TV, absolutely. I would really struggle <laughs> with liking her and it would make me question Ariana as well because she was such good friends with her and she kind of gave me cool girl vibes. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone says that about Ariana. I don't think I'm coming out of nowhere with that. But she was very much the cool girl. You know, I like I like hanging with the guys and, you know, I don't give a fuck and this and that. And I, it's totally fine. But again, it just sets my little antennas off a bit. That is all. But this episode, Sheena has fucking redeemed herself for the last 10 years of bullshit that she's put me through. Her, she, 
first of all, her like hype, practically hyperventilating the whole time. You can just see how much this is fucked her up and it's just it's so real it's like the realest we've ever seen of sheena is her real feelings her real self how much she's reacting to this i just thought it was very kind of like a breath of fresh air for her and also the fist defense of how she couldn't have punched raquel because she physically or what is it she said she it's scientifically impossible for her to make a fist that was gorgeous that was gorgeous to watch i love that she said that fully don't believe it I don't care. I loved it. Now, Katie comes in as well. And she makes the point that Schwartz said to her, or what is it, BravoCon? They were at BravoCon and Raquel's wearing a Tom Tom, which is the Tom's, um, it's not their fucking restaurant. What is it? They've got like 10% invested into it. They've got 10% hold on it. But she, Raquel rocked up wearing a Tom Tom hoodie with nothing on underneath it, basically. And then... Katie's obviously, you know, sh- I mean, she's still fucked up over Raquel pursuing Schwartz. So she's wearing the hoodie and Katie is also kind of talking to Schwartz about it, basically being like, but this chick's a fangirl, like, this is so embarrassing or whatever. And he says, she's not there for me, trust me. <sighs> the way his little twisted mind works he loves doing that i'm sure he loves doing shit like that like leaving little breadcrumbs and and like earlier when he was earlier in the season when he was saying oh rachel's type is taken men watch out brock and tom like he's so evil for that like he knew they were banging he was making jokes about it like he is not right in the head he is not okay but I just really like I do I did really like the scenes of just watching how everyone just swarmed to Ariana and she had such a good support group, which was amazing to see because it's this episode was a lot to get through and I had to I'll tell you in a bit but I had to <laughs> skip one scene because I've already seen it once I didn't need to see it again I'll talk about it when it comes up but it, 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 I mean it was a lot to get through watching this man try and convince the world that he was right to fuck his common-law wife's best friend and have a full-blown affair because she, like, wouldn't have, like, sex anymore, dude. Yeah. Like, I like I needed to jack off in the bathroom. Like, shut your fucking mouth. Anyway. Next scene. (laughs) A little bit of comic relief, which I loved, was, although it was sad at the start, but it was James and Allie to begin with in their apartment. Now, I fucking, like, I viscerally hated James before when he first came, the first few seasons he was on, but fuck, he's made a comeback. Like, damn it. And I would watch TikToks before I'd seen, like, the full se- or the full series, and it was of James being all shit or whatever. And I was like, God, I fucking hate this guy. And everyone in the comments would be like, oh, I love James, I love James. I was like, what? What? Like, I'm not... That guy seems so annoying. And and sure enough, he showed up in the shop. I was like, this guy's fucking annoying. Don't like him. I would hate when he'd be like a little puppy dog to Lisa. And Lisa would let him off with shit when she wouldn't let the woman off with 25% of what he was doing. That fucker fucking warmed my heart. And warmed his way into it. Damn it. God damn it. He's such a little shit, but fuck he's charismatic he is he's so good for reality tv and i just think he's really sweet with ali as well (laughs) i kind of like that she doesn't put up with his bullshit she's like you're annoying (laughs) like sometimes because he fucking is and i love that i love that she's like no you're annoying right now 
And I thought it was really sweet the way they were speaking with each other in this scene. I did feel for him when he was crying about Tom because at one point Tom and Ariana really were James's only allies at one point because I think even Lala stopped being friends with him because he's been a, a cock. Um, that was too much. That was like actually far too much and I regretted that instantly. But I'm sticking with it. So to see him crying about Tom, about him hooking up with his ex-fiancé, that was sad. That was sad to see. Um, However, Katie, James, Lala, absolute dream team. Dream team shit for me. I mean, there's nothing I love more. That scene in the earlier seasons where James had gone sober and he was apologising to people and he apologised to Katie and Katie accepted his apology when he'd been really awful to her and saying some horrid shit about her that was beautiful and now i'm loving that they're at the point where kate's just like coming over to his apartment with lala and they're gabbing oh my god that phone call first of all the fact that raquel picked up the phone call she's just such a strange person to me like why would she be picking up a phone call from james after this all came out that was just strange and then he says, you done diddly fucked yourself over. Already already iconic. He says, for Sandoval's little cocky cock, his stinky 40-year-old cock. <laughs> oh my god, and it's the fact that he's like kind of smirking at the girls when he says his, his stinky 40-year-old cock. <laughs> oh god, I'm dying. Oh, that scene was absolutely the comic relief this episode needed. But ju- I love, I love a James and the girls dynamic. I really do. I really do. He seemed, and you know what? It's interesting because I feel like he has been super misogynistic in the past. But I feel like it's maybe just because he thinks that's just how you insult a woman as you call her a bitch and you call her a whore. But I actually don't think he's truly misogynistic to the core. I. You know, there's that whole concept of basically misogynistic men don't see women as being fully realized humans. So they're not really friends with them. Like, they'll hang out with them, but they're not really friends with them. They don't support them. They don't look up to them, this and this. I actually do think James is less misogynistic than the other guys because they just seem to have a real, like, they love talking down to a woman like that. But James will happily talk down to a man like that just as much as he would to a woman, which... I never like when men talk down to women, so he's still a little shit. Look, he's still a little shit. He's still a little shit of a guy, but he's fucking funny, so... I'll let him off with it, alright? I will. I'll do a Lisa. I'll do a Lisa, but I truly think he enjoys having women as friends. He enjoys speaking with women. The other Toms, the other guys, I just don't... Like, they... There's, like, a real hatred for women there, you know what I mean? Like, when it's, like, those men that like to bang women, but heaven forbid they talk to them. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's giving very that. Oh, bitch. Then we get to what is maybe the most Lynchian, or I don't even know how to describe it, scene of the entire series. Of, and I mean that in the sense of the feeling it gave me, of Raquel and Tom together in her apartment. Oh, God, the vibes were so off this is like this big love affair that blew everything up and they just had to do it because it was so worth it oh god first of all he calls her ariana at some point and she's just like uh, you you call me ariana <laughs> like oh she pisses me the fuck off 
And not only that, she sa- he says, oh, they love you. About his family or her fa- I don't even, I couldn't even understand that. She goes, I love you too. And he's like, I'm, I said they love you, but I, I love you. I'm like, oh, bitch. Why does she constantly have to and giggle and close her eyes when she laughs like that? That shit pisses me off. That's like the most pettiest thing I could be mad at her for. But that pisses me off. Just the absolute... Oh, I'm turning over the notes. The absolute strangest people. And seeing them as a twosome like that really hit home how fucking weird they are like they're just strange the way they talk and act that's so uncomfortable to me and then she says oh first of all they're they're doing the interview and she's beaming from ear to ear uh, doing her little uh, smile pissing me she fucking she said i'm gonna really piss off alex with this i'm gonna really do i'm gonna do it on purpose her whole response is Oh, I just wanted to know what it was like to be physical with someone you love. Maybe the craziest thing um, anyone's ever said. So that whole relationship with James, you just didn't love him then. And you, I mean, she, she did. She, didn't she say like they barely, they barely had sex for, or didn't she say they like didn't have sex for years, her and James at some point. But what, what does, what are you saying? Being physical with someone you love. You've never had sex with someone you love. We've seen you engaged on this show. Like what? And then, oh, I can't with this. Them playing up that minuscule little scratch she has on her eyebrow, on her massive eyebrow. What, what was that? Uh, Let me, let me look at that, bud. And like looking at that and she's like, yeah, and it hurts. Like, you know what fucking hurts is finding out that your best friend fucked your boyfriend of nine years in a full-blown affair, emotional and physical affair. That's... That actually hurts. Getting a little scratch off of Sheena, goddamn Shay, you'll survive. She says, I, t- I took it like a champ. By getting a restraining order? Is that taking taking it like a champ? What does that mean? I, I took it like a champ. I took it like a champ. Like, I actually, I would not, I'm sorry, I would not give a fuck if Sheena actually punched her. Because I don't get that correlation. People really love to act like physical, and this is going to sound terrible, that physical violence is so, so much worse than doing emotionally abusive things. I'm I'm kind of of the creed of fuck around and find out. Like, when, like I'm sorry, but a little, like, you did something so comically evil, but you're acting like Sheena punching you is, like, the craziest thing ever. Like, you did something so much more harmful that affected so, actually so many people's lives. So a little punch is not a big deal to me. I'm sorry. And and people really seem to think like, oh, but you can never get physically violent. Like, bitch, sometimes people have to fucking get a little slap to figure shit out. Now, Tom is talking about when it started and they kiss. And he says, and this is the quote of the goddamn century, he realizes, he says to himself, so you're not washed up. Oop, there it is. Or is that right? Oop, there it is. We'll go with that. That is what this all has been about. All he wanted was a little groupie to tag along and say, oh my god, you mean, uh, wow, you really sung that and it was amazing. Like, that's, that's all he wants in life. It's just some little, like, bimbo. And I'm saying that because that's how he would see it. Some little, like, bimbo, bimbo mistress, as, as to quote Raquel herself, to tag along and go, 
wow, amazing, and just having no life of her own, no thoughts of her own. Ain't nothing going on in that head apart from Tom Sandoval as the god of my life. And it's clearly just a complete midlife, I'd say midlife crisis, but I feel like he's always been like this. Like, he's always been a fucking little shit. So I don't even know if that's, not an excuse, because it would never be an excuse, but I'm not even going to take that as a reason. I'm having a midlife crisis. Were you having a midlife crisis when you fucked her other people before this as well? Anyway. Now, moving swiftly on, because I truly cannot think about it too much without losing my goddamn mind. The scene with Ariana and Lisa... Just a little, a little small scene of obviously Lisa comforting Ariana. Now, I just put uh, my first note was it makes me uncomfortable to see dogs bear assholes, and I think that's valid. Um, it's like the only thing I don't like about cats is that you see their buttholes a lot of the time. It really unsettles me. Um, I'm really not into it. Makes me uncomfortable. Don't want to see it. I don't like. I, I'd be uncomfortable if a human showed their butthole a lot. I don't think I'd be really into that. Um, and I get that the dog has, it looks like it has, like, alopecia or something, so I don't want to see that shit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not into it. Um, I don't even, I, I mean, I was maybe the furthest from surprise that you could be when I heard Lisa describe the affair, which was the physical connection wasn't where it should have been between Tom and Ariana, and then this beauty queen, who's never won a pageant in her life, and in fact, didn't she place, like, close to last in the last one, and that's why she had a whole fucking mental breakdown? Anyway. And it was too much to resist. Oh, Lisa. Not her coming through with that old-school internalised misogyny once again. She really... I just fucking knew that's how she... Like, obviously, she'll comfort Ariana and give her, you know, give her a place to stay, but she will always have that old-school mentality of, oh, well, if you keep your man happy, well, obviously, he's gonna fuck a a beauty queen that shows up, even though you've been together for nine years. Like, of course. Of course, that's how she responded, and I would think... Oh, God, like, that's the one thing that I really struggle with. I I love Lisa Vanderpump. I loved her... The character, I should say. The character of Lisa Vanderpump. Loved her in Housewives. um, Very much believe she's that manipulative kind of person that would set other people up. Absolutely. And that's what makes a girly TV star. But it's just sometimes it is a little bit exhausting just to hear that, like, oh, well, of course. Of course you fucked your friend because she was cute and pretty and you weren't weren't servicing your man, honey. What did you think was going to happen? Now, after this, we have the scene with Tom and Katie in, wait, whose apartment are they in? I don't give a shit. But he's, he brings along the dogs. He's so clear, like, you can just see it. He's just not wanting to have this conversation whatsoever. And meanwhile, Katie's like, I mean, are we going to talk about this ginormous thing that has happened? The the number one, everyone's pointed this out already, but the, oh, can I get, like, a Coke or something? And then cracks open a Coors Light. Love that the camera zoomed in on that because... I'm not, like, that's the kind of thing that pisses me off. Like, I swear to God, that would piss me off. If someone was like, oh, can I have a Coke? And then they went in my fridge and got one of my Coors Lights out. I'd be like, um, not what you asked for. But sh-. And again, I just get annoyed at really petty shit. But that would piss me off if someone, especially my ex-husband, who's a fucking shithead to me all the time and is just the most, like, he was awful to Katie and again I'm sorry but the fact that people couldn't see that he was awful and that he was the problem and Katie has done some things that were wrong absolutely but bitch I'd be acting like a damn maniac if I was with Tom Schwartz the gaslighting king and then he goes 
and then, and, and then he comes to my place and says, oh, can I have a Coke? And then takes one of my Coors Lights. That would be the final, I think that would be the final straw. And I'd be like, you need to leave or I'm going to crack open your dumb. Anyway, he says, I, he says, I, I guess Tom came to me a couple weeks ago. What, what is it? Did he come to you? What do you mean? I guess Tom came to me a couple of weeks ago. Did he? Are you just making that up? Well, you are. You clearly are. Cause you obviously knew about this for way longer. I guess Tom came to me a couple of weeks ago. Katie obviously instantly is like, you're lying. Like, I don't believe that. Good. Hold him to the fire. Hold him accountable. And she says, shock everyone and tell the truth for once. Yeah. I swear I was screeching to myself inaudibly, but I was screeching. I need you to know that. When she said that. Because, yeah, for fucking once in your life, just tell the truth about your friend. I hate this whole system they have. Bro code, bro code. If we, if I, if you see me murdering a hooker, don't tell anyone, bro. Like, I just hate that whole concept of, oh, male friendship. Of, you just don't, don't tell the missus, bro. <laughs> like, fuck off with that. Everything about that. Ugh since chills and he says at one point when katie brings up the fact that people are going to be upset with him for be for continuing to be friends with tom sandoval and he instantly is like no no i don't think that's gonna happen he says i'm just a dude trying to get by in life that's that's him summed up that is his whole fake persona that he puts on i'm just some guy you know i'm just a nice guy i'm just like a cool silly guy no you're not you're like a horrible misogynistic piece of shit that tormented your fucking punching bag of a girlfriend then wife for years and years and got away with it because he plays this persona of oh jeez i guess i'm just some guy like oh i see through it so clearly and it's the fact that he even thinks he's not like people aren't going to be mad at him for being friends with sandoval is just so crazy like the way these people's minds work no <laughs> The dramatic Kristen walk-up. That was everything I needed in this episode and more. After having to listen to Schwartz be a complete dumbass for the tenth year in a row, that, first of all, the slide's almost falling off of her feet. I'm sorry, I've always been a Kristen apologist. I say that like I have been watching the show for ten years, but... When I like, when I was watching those early seasons and everyone was just acting like Kristen was the absolute antichrist. I'm like, mm, Jax is right there. Mm, Tom's are right there. Like, I just, I never understood that. Like, yeah, t- totally she did sh- like shitty stuff, but people really just, oh, and then they would like say stuff like, oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. Okay, well then if she has mental illness, then, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it because we'll be here all day. Kristen and Ariana hugging and saying, our ex-boyfriend. That is feminism, bitch. That is feminism right fucking there. And I, when I tell you something in my heart was healed when I watched that, when I watched them hugging like that, it warmed my heart so much to see them together. Because again, I feel like when Tom and Ariana first got together, Kristen was being like gaslighted by both of them into thinking that they didn't have anything and this and this. And then of course, the the girl your boyfriend tells you not to worry about and then you break up and they're together within two seconds. And again, I'm not saying Kristen was a completely innocent party. They both cheated on each other. Um, I think what I will say is though, I think Kristen was more admonished for it and shamed for it than 
Tom was, and they really seemed to focus on Kristen cheating on Tom. And I mean, we got told during the series that Tom had cheated on Kristen a ton as well, but no one gives a shit. And then she's like getting gaslighted by, or gaslit, whatever the hell the term is, by Tom and Ariana when they first get together and getting made fun of. And then she's just the crazy ex-girlfriend. She's crazy. She's got BPD, this and this. So to see them hugging and being good friends and having that moment together and Kristen being like, she said pish posh on me when Ariana brought up the fact that she felt bad basically about how they started off. That was so vindicating for me. I'm like, girl, I knew she was that girl. I knew you were that girl. I knew you were that girl, Kristen. I just thought that was such a sweet moment of her being like, don't even worry about me. Like, our relation... And by the way, her relationship with Tom wasn't a joke. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe one of convenience, but weren't they together like five, six years? It's not a joke. You know, she was really putting herself down, but I thought it was very sweet that she was doing that to Ariana and that, you know, she could tell that this was so much more serious than what she and Tom had gone through, which is, you know, I mean, she's very self-aware. She came across amazingly. She came in to do a healing moment. I think everyone is, was expecting her to go crazy Kristen and just go wild and do some crazy shit. But no, she was like, bitch, I'm here. She was looking damn good as well. She looked great. I'm here to do some healing shit. We're going to burn some shit. Yes. I needed that. I needed that. And then when they were doing that healing moment, and it was, again, it was so vindicating when she had to, when Ariana had to write something down that she wanted to release and it was unrequited, unrequited loyalty bitch that's what we've been saying okay that is all literally she was tom's ride or die for no good reason because i thought he wasn't he clearly wasn't her ride or die but anyway that cured my soul now god oh i need you to know i just had a full body because this next scene with Tom and Lisa, I just had zero patience for this. I cannot with this. Tom, oh my god, this pisses me the hell off. Basically him just trying to manipulate Lisa into telling him that she's not mad at him is, is, what I, is the only way I can describe the scene and this was the scene I actually couldn't even rewatch because it was going to make me furious and watching him when she was obviously kind of holding him to the fire and obviously saying you know that she wasn't happy with him and then he starts hyperventilating and then by the way is fine about two seconds later once Lisa comes over to him and clearly gives him what he needed to get and she says, you're not a bad person. You just did a bad thing. Actually, you are a bad person. You are a bad person. If you have an affair on your girlfriend of nine years, your common law wife, that you have a house together, you have animals, pets together with one of her best friends, you are a bad person, actually. If he's not a bad person, then who is? I guess only if you murder someone, then you are. No, he did a bad thing because he's a bad person. All right. That shit made me so mad. That's why I couldn't even watch rewatch that again. Because it was so clearly just him going, oh, but Lisa, blah, blah, blah. And any time a man, do, like, does that in front of Lisa, she she bows down and says, oh, you know what, you're my little baby boy. You're my little baby boy. Like, I can't with that. I cannot with that. That is a grown-ass man who did a horrible thing. 
I don't need to watch this woman give sympathy to that. So we're moving swiftly on. Now we're with the scene with the girlies having drinks and Ariana shows up looking fucking incredible. Her body is to die for. Face, yes. Body, yes. Hair, yes. Outfit, yes. No notes. She looks incredible. And we obviously find out at this point that Raquel has fired has fired has filed a restraining order on Sheena for the punch or the shove or whatever the hell it was. I don't give a shit what she did. That was a that is such a bitch move. That's such a pussy ass move. A restraining order? Sheena was so right to be she said, I have acted like a sister or a mother to that girl. She let her, her live with them for no money whatsoever. And she repays her by Sheena in a moment of frustration what pushing her I'll say because I'm going. I'm going along with Sheena's um, narrative, pushing her, a restraining art, getting legal about it. Like, come the fuck on with that. That is such a pussy move. If I was Sheena, I, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I, I like, I'd be hyperventilating. I would, I would be. Oh god, I'd be fucking furious. And then Katie reveals that Tom Schwartz might pop by. So everyone's gonna like, oh god. And she, you know what? She's right. She says. Ariana deserves more than that fucking stupid text message, basically. So I totally get it. But it's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's that kind of feeling of, great, great. Can't wait to see his complicit ass, but sure. Oh, but him walking in saying, hey guys, and his little, someone described it as Tom Schwartz dresses like he's lost his luggage at the airport, correct? And hey guys, and the girl is paying him dust. That's what I needed to see. I just need silence when he says that. They're all just looking at him like, and and what? And what? Hey, hey guys, I'm just a little puppy dog just here to say, hello, I'm so sweet. Like, shut the fuck up. Charlie goes, look who it is. The devil walked in. <laughs> I knew I liked her. I knew I liked her. <laughs> maybe, maybe if it wasn't for James saying his his 40-year-old cocky cock or his Sandoval's little cocky cock or whatever he said, that would have been the line of the episode. Look who it is. The devil walked in. And the way she says it, just to herself, like when she's putting something away in her bag, amazing. Amazing. And again, this is another example of Ariana just commanding every conversation she had with people in this episode. So eloquent, completely setting boundaries with him, not being friends with him. I loved that. Making it so clear that she's not going to be his friend. Making it clear at the start of the conversation she doesn't want to hear shit about how Sandoval's doing. She has handled this so well. I can't even think how I would handle something like this. I know I'd be a goddamn... I wouldn't be going out for drinks with the girls, looking that good. I'd maybe show up and someone would instantly call the police because clearly I've just been kidnapped and I've just managed to be let out with how I would be looking. Anyway, that was amazing. I loved having all the girlies together. Then the final scene of the episode, Sheena and Sandoval. <sighs> what a scene to end on. This, this scene. I mean, the the scene at the start with Tom and Ariana as well, but also this this scene, this is what got... I was going to say, this is what got them the Emmy. As if it's already a manifesting. This is what got them the Emmy. I'm going to say it. It starts off, Tom comes in. I think Brock handled letting him in really well. And I've not been the biggest fan of Brock because of the whole... 
incident with his ex-girlfriend and his kids and of course I don't know the whole story so I've kind of reserved my judgment a little bit but of course I mean you hear a guy has a domestic violence charge and he doesn't speak to his kids I'm like "Mm, I don't love it I don't love to hear that but I thought he handled this situation he didn't exacerbate it you know he didn't come in fully aggressive but he let him know he wasn't happy and just was letting him in to speak to his wife you know what I mean like I just thought he handled that really well and again, not to make this less serious, but Sheena looks stunning in this scene with no makeup on. Gorgeous. And they're kind of talking and, you know, she's basically asking him about other affairs he's had. And I love that she added in that she always thought the Miami girl was telling the truth. Hashtag justice for Miami girl. And if you don't know, this girl in one of the earlier seasons when Tom and Ariana just got together were just boyfriend and girlfriend, this girl came out and told Kristen uh, Tom's ex that she'd slept with him in Miami and Tom of course completely denied it denied it denied it to the point where Miami girl shows up to the restaurant Tom fight Tom's fight or flight kicks in and he chooses flight bam zooms out of there gets Ariana out of there it, the whole thing is the most suspicious shit you've ever seen in your life so I love that Sheena said she always thought that she was telling the truth. So I mean, I thought she was as well from watching it. There's a bit in that episode that I'm trying to remember now, and and Sheena's basically telling Ariana like, "Come on, girl, like this is real. Like he did the shit." And Ariana says something like, she asks her if she if she if she FaceTimed him, and she's like, "Oh well, FaceTime wouldn't work in that room." That answered it for me right then and there. I'm like, oh yeah, he did that shit. That that clip of 50 Cent, yeah, he did that shit. Guilty as hell. And then Sheena's asking him if it's ever happened again. Because she says, basically, apart from Miami Girl. Because Tom says, Tom says that Ariana knew the truth. Again, I feel like that was kind of part of, ugh, like, Ariana's kind of cool girl, cool girlfriend image. Oh, you know, we've not been together that long. Okay, I'll go along with it and we'll say that you didn't do that. And then Sheena asks him if if he's done it with any other time. And he says, one other time. I don't believe that for a second. He's done it like 10 other times. And Sheena just laughing. She's like exacerbated. Exasperated? Exasperated. Laughing and just saying that he's sick. That was such a real moment. Like you could tell she was just like, what the fuck? Like, I loved that bit of her just being like, God, you're fucking sick in the head. And he really is. He really is. And then he says, like, things haven't been good for five years. Immediately, Sheena goes, why'd you buy a house with her? Correct, Sheena. Thank you. She was really being the voice of the viewer in this moment. She she was holding him to the fire with this. Why'd you buy a house with her? Oh, well, I thought I was going to make us closer. Boy, You don't buy a fucking house with someone because you because th- your relationship's going so poorly that you think it'll make you closer. This boy's got excuses up the wazoo. Like, this is crazy that he thinks. He thinks people are fucking stupid. He really does. He, I really think he thought Sheena was going to be like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, 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 give, basically give him a bit more leeway than she did because she did not give him any which is what he deserved she even says that you don't deserve to have friends and she had to end that how years-long friendship with him and i love that she said that you don't deserve to have friends right now after what you've done she's so right for that oh oh and when he said oh and when he says he makes the claim that ariana says that she was going to kill herself if he broke up with her 
And that's why he didn't do it. And Sheena says, if that happens, you call Jeremy, you call there, you call us, and we pick up the pieces that you fucking left. When I tell you, I got chills throughout my entire body when she says that we pick up the pieces that you fucking left. That's the, that's the Emmy right there. That line, that was her finest work she's ever done in her goddamn life. He totally thought she was not going to read him like that, the way she did. He thought she would be more under... Because, I mean, she's famous for being flip-flopper, flip-flopper, you know, this and that. But she read his ass for filth and did not let up. And again, he apologises to her. He apologises to anyone that's not Ariana, basically. Anyone that's that was his friend, he apologises to. Um, and the most dramatic slobbering mess kind of oh god oh that that scene of him apologizing to schwartz he's like i'm sorry dude i'm sorry i'm sorry he looks so disgusting in that scene and i know that's like the not not the most productive thing i could say about that scene but ew gross okay he looks gross there and i'm allowed to say that okay disgusting oh but Okay, listen, we made it through. I just, I needed to get, I actually feel mentally drained. I had a coffee a little bit ago. It's really wore off. Oh God, that took out all of my energy, but I needed to just get all of this off my chest. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I hope you guys are praying for the further downfall of Tom Sandoval. Um, yeah, I, the Vanderpump Rules is maybe the greatest piece of art that anyone has ever created for the world. I know Martin Scorsese agrees. Um, and yeah, I guess thanks for listening, guys. Let's just like have fun and be silly, okay? But Big Daddy out. Thank you for listening once again and have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>